a 7-2 final score right here at Mullet Arena for their final home game of the homestand for quite over a month. We're going to talk about this game, the 7-2 loss that happened for the Arizona Coyotes. What happened in this game? All on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Robin Leon. You're live from Mold Arena. That's Carl Pavlak right beside me on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. I also want to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. For those who are watching on YouTube, you can see I'm not sitting down anywhere. I'm sen- I'm, I'm, I'm standing with uh, the uh, you know live backdrop Mola Arena right behind me because you know what, it's gonna be a while since we're gonna be back here, Carl. But seven two, the final score. What the hell happened? Uh, a lot, a lot happened. Uh, you don't lose seven uh, two without just pretty much everything going wrong, and that's what happened. Everything went wrong. Everything and wrong. Let's start with the first thing, right? Bad start. We, we, we yeah. talked about bad starts to start off with, but what did it take? Like a minute and a half for the first goal to come in, and it went three goals in the first, like, 12 minutes, and instantly, yeah, Connor Ingram out. Yeah. So it was a minute and 27 seconds for the first goal. Second ga- goal came at 354. Third goal, 11-18, so just a horrible start. There was also a penalty thrown in there, I believe, uh, that the Stars thankfully did not score on. But, yeah, it was a return of the rough starts. Um, Probably one of the worst that we've seen this season so far. I'm sure they'll top it soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what, this is the first time they actually had to pull a goaltender, you know, midway through the first period. Like, it just... mm. Yeah, and it was definitely more of a mercy pull. Um, like, the the second goal had a really egregious turnover from Dyson Mayo immediately before. Uh, the third goal was through a screen, and there was a deflection. Like, wasn't really too much you could do for those. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Like, it's a lot of different things. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to pinpoint everything on the Conor Ingram. Connor Ingram, it wasn't his fault. The entire team yeah. in front of him was just not playing well at all. Yeah. And, you know, that continued as the period went along. Uh, Vimalka had to make some big saves, and he still gave up a goal. Um, so it was 4-0 after 20. And, like, at that point, if you're the Coyotes, you kind of you know that it's all out of your hands. You're not going to get this one back. No, you're not going to get this one back. But let's, you know... Let's also let's let's try to highlight some of the things that did go right. Ten minutes of adequate hockey. I wouldn't say good hockey, but adequate hockey. Um, I mean, I would even go so far as to say, like the first three quarters of the the second period was pretty good. 
like they were doing fairly well and then there was a penalty and the stars were able to score on the power play and that just kind of killed any momentum yeah it's not it doesn't help too but you know like i mean it it looks good the fact that they only allowed one in the second period you know all Mm -hmm. things considered right the end of the second period it was five nothing um, yeah. At that point, we still thought that this game was completely lost just because of how the game went and the way, like you said, right? Because all of that was killed momentum after that, you know, that fifth goal was scored. It's like, yeah, okay, they're picking things up. They might not be sco- the Coyotes might not be scoring anything, but it looks like they might be generating some chances here. Uh, but yeah, after that, you know, it just didn't look good again. Third period, what happened happened, um, and then they got two goals towards the you know the latter half of the third period. Um, yeah. Two goals credited to uh, Yusuf Alamaki getting his first goal of the season. Uh, and uh, let's also note, and also to uh, Lawson Krause, who got, a, uh, who, got, who got a goal in there as well. Yeah, uh, he now leads the team with five goals, which pretty good. Uh, three Dallas Stars players came into this game with five goals. Uh, Jason Robertson leaves with seven, um, but still, like that is a, a decent benchmark for Kraus, especially a guy who two seasons ago was the most snake bitten ever, and we kind of were wondering what his career was going to be like. He has really come along. He's a he's a good leader. Uh, he was initially credited with an assist uh, on that Val Mackey goal, maybe not officially, but I think people thought he may be in it. But they pulled that for Bukestad, and you can tell he really wanted to get a point. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking speaking, of which I'm glad, like like you mentioned Bukestad, I do want to mention his name too. That dude was like his like his presence was felt. Like he wanted to kind of like make something happen. Yeah, uh, I I have been really impressed with Bukestad. Uh, he doesn't always look the most engaged, but every once in a while, he'll just be like on a tear and and you love to see it i i wish it was something that we got more from him but the times when you see it it's really good absolutely but um you know matthias michelli also you know gets himself a point right uh you know with uh, assist, two he gets two points there you go yeah he gets two points which is you know like it's good to see right I, like matthias michelli has been one of my favorite players to watch like he's like when he was in Tucson, he's been one of the players to watch, and you know, like up here now, he's 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 been pretty fun to watch. Yeah, still waiting on that goal this season, but uh, he's got seven assists in ten games. That's that's an impressive start for Michelli. Absolutely, you know, especially like you want to see the young kids do well, right? Mm-hmm. You really want to see the young kids do well, and some of them did, right? Some of them did. Some of them kind of didn't show as much tonight and that's okay you know things you know this is a rebuilding team let's remember that everyone this is a rebuilding team if you ever thought that this you know we're going to see something extremely exciting or the ideas we're going to have a really really nice win i'm sorry but this is not the kind of you know team you're to be paying attention to if you're expecting wins we kind of knew this was like i mean you and i didn't we still thought it was going to go under in this case but still like it it's a rebuilding team. What are you yeah. going to ask? What Ho- else can you ask? Ho- hockey is a fun sport in that anything could really happen on any given game. If a team is like underestimating their opponents, you know the Coyotes can pull out impressive wins. They can pull out you know dirty wins. They can string together a point series. That's always going to happen. 
But at the end of the day, they're not a good team. And if someone comes in like the stars and just kind of like exploits that, gets in their head, especially right away, they're 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 going to kind of crumble. It's it's all they could really do. If they can't like overcome the initial onslaught, they're kind of just going to have to play from behind, and it's not a good way to play. Absolutely. Well, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're breaking down Arizona's seven to two loss to the Dallas Stars. Right here at Mullard Arena, we're going to get to more of the episode in just a bit, including asking, once again, the Dylan Gunther question. All that coming up in just a moment, but first, I'm going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I just want to say that BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always... Bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Get the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and hockey. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So now let's move on. Because I mentioned it, Carl, we have to talk about it now. The Dylan Gunther question once again pops up. We were yep. saying, okay, maybe Dylan Gunther has to really prove himself, really make it hard for himself not to get sent down. I don't think he did enough tonight. And I think there's got, you know, that, and based off the way that this game went, it's a reminder of what this team is. It's a rebuilding team. Do you really, and, and, and this is me asking you if you were a GM, Carl. Like, if you're a GM of the Coyotes, do you really want to burn a contract year of a future NHL star on a team like this? Uh, probably not. Um, I, I was, I, I've been against Gunther staying up for a while, um, but this really just proves that the Coyotes are going to be bad. This is not going to be the only loss they have 7-2. They're probably going to have one worse. Let's be real. They still have 72 games left in the season. It's going to get worse. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, there's legitimate questions to ask. You know, obviously, they still that's why we still call it the Dylan Gun the question, because there are some arguments you can't make. You know, yeah. one of the arguments I've been hearing is, you know, he can easily kind of help fill in the void that was left by Nick Schmaltz. But it's like, okay, sure. But, like, he's number one. Dylan Gunther is still young. Don't put that pressure on him. Number two, mm-hmm. this is still a rebuilding team. Like I said, you don't want to, you know, put, also put the pressure on him to be a superstar or be a star on a team that just sucks. Yeah. Number three, uh, Schmaltz is going to come back eventually. Uh, and at that point, like, if he's filling the goal, the, the void left by him, like, where does he go from there? You can't send him down after Schmaltz gets back. Well, you um, can, but you're burning a contract here. Yeah, True. Like, you're not going to send him down at that it's point. It's not you're, worth it at that point. Yeah, you, you're committed, and he's playing well enough in the NHL that it's not worth it. Um, that has always been kind of my concern. When looking at Dylan Gunther, it's not just about how he's playing right now. It's how he's going to play in December, in January, in February, how the team's going to play. And, like, it just... You know, if I had a, a crystal ball, I'd have a better idea, but I don't predict good things. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, there's a lot of different things you can ask about that and how it, and how it all goes. Um, but, and even then, by the time a lot of you guys are probably listening to this episode, Dylan Gunther, the decision around surrounding Dylan Gunther is probably already made. He's pro- yeah. This decision is probably made tonight at the time at, I'm at this arena in the post game. Like, it's probably already being made in, 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 in progress. We won't know until tomorrow morning. So if you guys already know, obviously, you know, we will have that info for you probably by the morning. But at this point in the recording, still hasn't been made. That's why we're still asking the question. Yeah. I mean, there is a very real chance that as we're recording that, like, Bill Armstrong and Bear are having the conversation with Gunther about what is going to be happening. Because it is so far, so, like, right immediately after and we're not going to know, but, you know, it's it's their call. Uh, I, I trust them enough to do what is in the best interest of the player and what is in the best interest of the franchise. And for a player like Gunther, those two questions should be the exact same thing. Absolutely. I got a secondary question for you now, too, um, because uh, there was some events in this game that really made me question once again the situation surrounding Dyson Mayo. Because Dyson Mayo made a couple really bad errors, including a turnover in the defensive zone that led to one of Dallas's goals. What do you do surrounding Dyson Mayo now? Because it's a question you brought up before, right? What are you yeah. going to do with that decision? Are you going to decide to maybe wave him, send him down to Tucson if he if he clears, bring up uh, you know, Victor Soderstrom? Are you just going to keep him up because you don't want to risk the waiver? Well, I mean, at this point, the team played seven defensemen. Uh, that that was not ideal. Um, and I was actually surprised that Mayo continued to play after that, that turnover because it was egregious. Uh, he, he did not play much. He played 10 minutes and eight seconds. He still played. Um, at this point, I kind of want to send him down and bring up uh, Smith. Um, or like another forward. We have defensemen. We, we don't need another defenseman. Cassian's True. hurt. We need a forward. And yeah, that's kind of where the math is right now. Yeah, I mean, being with Smith could be a good idea too. I mean, like, you know, but I think we're kind of in agreement that at this point, it might be just worth just, you know, waving, waving Dyson Mayo and hope, in problem, he probably won't be, but still hope he doesn't get claimed um, because he's, he can still be valuable, uh, yeah. just not now. Yeah, um, and, and what I'd really like to see is get him get some like consistent minutes. Like that, that's kind of the problem with the situation he's in right now. He was a healthy scratch for multiple games. He's the seventh defenseman now. Like it's not an ideal spot for him. Um, and he did show a lot of promise last season, so I would like to see him get like a a legit chance. But it, it's not happening right now, and I don't see like Stetcher or Brown or or Nemeth having like games that are bad enough to to warrant them being like taken out. Absolutely, that told that that totally makes sense. That definitely does. Uh, anything else that stood out to you um, from this game in terms of like players that? you know, we really need to address um... Uh, players that we need to address Um, for a while. It looked like Clayton Keller uh, was going to do some, some really nifty stuff. Like that was uh, 
interesting. And I, I did want to know, like, what were your thoughts seeing him, like, uh, from your position? Because he was doing, like, the time with the first line and the fourth line. Yeah, seeing that was was uh, was interesting. Like, I really think that, like, you know, at this, like, you know, at that point in, in moving him around, like, Bear was just trying to you know, put some life into this team. After what happened, you know, like, the start that they had, you know, like, it's like, okay, you know, Clayton Keller is always going to be Clayton Keller, right? He's always yeah. going to do Clayton Keller awesome stuff. Maybe move him around to instill some kind of, like, you know, jump start to somebody on this team. It doesn't matter who, just somebody. So he is one of two players to play a minute and 44 of the Coyotes' two minutes total power play. Uh, guess who the other player was? Who was that? Tell us. Uh, Travis Boyd. There it is. There it is. Of course it is. Nick Ritchie close, 142. But, yeah, Gunther only got 16 seconds of power play time. Yeah, that's just ugly. That That's what happens when you only get one power play. Um, but, but yeah, it was a, it was a rough go. Like, it was a rough game all around. Uh, I, I don't think anyone really stood out as being especially good. No, it wasn't. I'm trying to look through the stats, trying to look through the line, through the lineup card and anything like that. I'm just like, is there anyone that I think even stood out in any way? And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, you got you got Krause getting the goal. Um, six well, hits. Well, first too, so like that was nice to see. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, but other than the men players we mentioned, there's nothing really else. It's just like. You know, this was just a not good game all around. Yeah. It's one where you just kind of burn the tape and, yeah, that's it. Nothing you can do. You just got to move on. Just got to move on indeed. In just a little bit, we are going to wrap things up and give a little bit of a uh, look ahead. We know what's coming up for the Euros and the Coyotes in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our other sponsors at Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package slips spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater prices and greater peace of mind, excuse me, this holiday season. An emergency with 24-7 professional monitoring agents. They use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can get the priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fire, floods, and other threats inside your home. Don't miss on your chance to on the say to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. Once again, that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Let's go ahead and wrap things up, Carl. Any final thoughts you had on this game before we get ready to go? 
look forward on what they have ahead of us? Uh, I, I think games like this are important because it, it just reminds people what the season is going to be. Uh, all too often, uh, I feel like fans will get a little bit of success in their, you know, they get a little bit and they want all of it. They want it now. They want it more. And then you get like a game like now and it's just like a reality check. And so, yeah, uh, kind of think it was, it was a good thing to have as the last game before the road trip. You need a little bit of a, um, I was going to say humbling, but you know, but this team is bad. You don't really need a humbling experience. You just need a, um, I guess a drop back to reality, right? Cause it's like, yeah. okay, we, let's remember what we are. Yeah. Yeah. We are a rebuilding team. It's the second year of the rebuild. It's not the best lineup. Um, and that's, that's what we got. And they're going to go out on a extremely long road trip and come back. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. And when they come back, it's going to be like a whole like new annex. They're going to have a locker room again. So it's going to be nice. And, and you know, the the new annex, I think is going to be really cool. I was just looking outside and some of the things that they got going, I was, you know, like, you know, the community ice plex they're going to have is actually looks pretty darn cool. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where they have the uh, visiting locker rooms, right? It's on, it's literally on like the, you know, the community iceplex that's closed right now because, well, it's there. Um, it's cool to see stuff like that, right? It's cool to see, you know, a lot of these things that I, we didn't, I didn't get you to see when we were as fans because, you know, a lot of things were not, uh, not available to us. Um, but I got a little bit more of a view, viewpoint of this arena. It's pretty nice. I love this arena. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, is it still not ideal? No. But yeah, I, it's going to be nice to see the new annex going to be ready when you know when they come back from their road trip. It's going to be see how everything is going to fall into place and see what it just looks like by 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 uh, early December. Yeah, definitely. But but that road trip, it is not going to be fun. Uh, oh no, that road trip is not going to be fun. It starts off. This road trip starts off. With one, two, three, four, five games on the East Coast against Washington, Buffalo, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils, and New York Rangers. So three games in the New York metropolitan area, so that's a little bit easy, but still five-game East Coast road trip before coming coming back to the West to play Vegas, and then going back to towards the East to go to Nashville, um, to Carolina, to Detroit, to Minnesota, to L.A. This team is getting – they're going to log a lot of miles, Carl. Yeah, and it's kind of terrifying that of the first four teams they're going to play, the ones who are lowest in the standings are the Capitals. Uh, Devils are at the top of the Metro. Uh, Islanders are third. The Sabres somehow are second in the Atlantic. I don't know how that's happening. But uh, it's, it's apparently a thing. Uh, so it's going to be a, a lot of heartbreak, I'm thinking. Oh, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of heartbreak. And it's going to be, once again, con- a continued way of, you know, jumping back, dropping back to reality. A, remi- a continued reminder that this team is in a rebuild. And I keep saying that because, you know, there's a lot of people that still want to see the Coyotes win. I mean, come on. We're not going to see that happen. Um, this team is tanking hard for Bedard. We already know that. Um, and obviously, you don't say it 
out loud to the players or anything like that. Like it's like, like what you said last year, right, Carl? The players don't tank. They do what they can to win. It's, it's yeah. the organization that is. Yeah. A- every single player on the team is playing for something, and that something is not a first-round pick. It is their own career or their pride or their next contract. Um, but, you know. And you could see that with the way that, like, you know, that um, – that Shane Gottesbeer has played in the you know these first couple of weeks of the uh, of the season, you can see that with the way that Bukestad played in these last couple of games, right? Not afraid to kind of just like really jump up and do his job, and you can see that with a lot of different things, um, a lot of different players. They're really putting forward their best effort. It's just you know their best effort it, it, as a team isn't enough. I mean, you could see that with Valimaki and Cross making sure that the team doesn't get shut out. That is yep. also equally important. Like these losses, like you watching at home or listening can shut the game off. That's absolutely fine. I, I, I don't judge anyone who does. The players aren't allowed to do that. They're not allowed to give up. They have no. to go out there and skate their asses off every single shift, even if you're down 6 0. Like, that is what they need to do, and everyone's going to find that motivation because if they're not able to do that, they're going to get replaced by someone who can. Like something that I did find interesting, though, kind of uh, speak, speaking of which, that uh, you know this arena stayed, you know, you know, pretty full up until like that sixth or seventh goal. It was yeah. like right when that sixth or seventh one hits. Then like I think it was even game goal seven. Once goal seven hit, everyone started leaving, and we're like. I guess that did it for them. Seven goals was too much. Six goals, it's like, hey, but seven goals, like, okay, you can go. Yeah, I mean, I, I've left games early before as a fan. It is, you know, it, it's hard knowing that it it's not going to get better. And I th- that was something I realized, like, right away, watching the game at home, like, writing, you know, tweeting about the game, writing the recap. I was just like, all right. It's it's four zero after after one. The stars are this good a team. Uh, the Coyotes are not coming back. It's not going to get any better. It's probably not going to be close. And I got like a couple minutes of good hockey in the second uh, and a couple of goals in the third. Um, but yeah, no, like it, it never really got much better. All right, so we got the weekend coming up, um, and we got the road trip coming up. Um, what are the biggest news stories, the biggest just things you're going to watch out for for the Arizona Coyotes through the weekend and through the start of this road trip? I, I, I do kind of wonder about the roster makeup. I, I don't see them like, you know, they went with seven defensemen because they won last game. Uh, I understand that. That's fine. Uh, and Bear wants to experiment with that. Sure. That's not that's not going to be a consistent thing. So who is going down? Who is coming up? What is that going to be? Are we going to get some movement in the lines? Because uh, I think we may get some, some shuffling. Absolutely. There definitely might be some shuffling, right, to, uh, to, to see what happens. Um, and, again, what else are we going to expect? If, you, if, you're, if, if the Coyotes have the same line that they did tonight, on when they play their next game, um, it's like I don't what, what what decision are they making, right? If by if on Saturday, yeah, they still got the same lineup, 
something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is one of those things where it, it doesn't seem sustainable. Um, and that's going to be a tough decision because someone's got to get sent down. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see who it is. It will be interesting to see indeed. Any final thoughts you want to share before we close things off? I, I just want to say the the reverse retro all came together really well. Um, it looked the good reverse on TV. retro looks good on the ice. I gotta say, yeah. it looks really good on the ice. It, it's like we got to see the full package. It looked great. Um, no complaints. No, like yeah, I like. And someone who saw it live in in person, it looks it looks great. I love. It. I actually absolutely love those jerseys. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a five-star review to like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, also on the Odyssey app. And for those local listeners, you can find us on the KPNX 12 news app on your phone, on your Roku, on a lot of your other devices out there. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.